Holy cow, the face shove heard round the world. Finally, Tough 31, episode six, we break it all down. Conor McGregor calls me a But I tell him, show up for my team. Kurt, Hail Mary Hollaball gets it done, but not before Lee Hammond shows the world that he's got a bright future in mixed martial arts from the same hometown as Conor, Dublin 12. We break it all down with one of the funniest comedians, stand-up comedians on the planet, Nate Bargatze. Bruce, hit him with the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! The Ultimate Fighter Season 31 Reaction Show, brought to you by Carshield. Hosted by Michael Adler. You heard the man, Bruce Buffer. This is the Tough 31 Reaction Show with yours truly, Michael Chandler, brought to you by Car Shield. This is episode six. Before we get going, let's do a little uh, housekeeping. Connor, hit us with the giveaway winner. Our next winner's name is Noah Valenzuela. Noah Valenzuela, you are the official winner. For everybody who doesn't know, the giveaway we are doing every... Head up. The giveaway we are doing every single week is a signed copy of As a Man Thinketh by yours truly with a bookmark of a Panini card for uh, that will be shipping out to you guys at the end of this series that ends on August 15th. The way to enter is in the description here in the if you're watching here on YouTube or in the show notes on audio and also my link in bio now. Episode six is very special to all of us because it is probably the most exciting thus far between Connor and I. And I also have a very exciting guest, uh, a man who is near and dear to my heart, a friend of mine, a golf partner of mine, but also one of the funniest men on the entire planet, stand-up comedian, Nate Bargatze. What's up, dude? How are you, man, dude? Good. Thanks for having me. Yes, we've been t- we've been talking about doing this for a while. For I'm, a while. I am so happy that you yeah. are here because this was a this was a doozy. This was a big one, man. <laughs> this was a, this big, was a one. big one. So I'm excited. To, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for just the right episode. To I kept acting like I was busy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just like, slowly. Just slowly until until so the, like, the oh, culmination. You know what? I'm free on this one. The big <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. They've they've been playing this uh this spat between Connor and I up for the last you know since the very beginning of the yeah. show, and now it finally comes to a head, which we will get into. Yeah. Um, but man, man, thank you so much for being on. You know, we've played golf a couple of times and you are an avid follower of mixed martial arts. I am. Um, you know, which is always, always great for me when I, you know, meet somebody that I respect in your, um, you know, in your profession, freaking hilarious human being that you are. Uh, but also a guy who can kind of, kind of knows the ins and outs of, of mixed martial arts, watches the ups and downs and all of that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's I I'm I'm newish into it like I'm in the past few years like uh but uh I'm a giant fan of it and uh it's I think it's it's I mean it's, it's maybe my favorite sport right now I just think the what the way uh I actually met Dana Dana came to a show in Vegas oh there you go and it's I gotta tell him because it's like what I think it's he's being an owner of a league like you just he says everything like y'all just talk so openly about everything yeah and I think that's what. Is so attractive to UFC is, yeah. you know, it was like, you know, when Tom Brady's going to retire, it's like, is he going to retire and not retire? Like, there's no one ever talks. And I remember like when Khabib, is he going to fight again? And then Dana would just be like, nah, he just called me and said he's not fighting. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, they, I mean, they could have played that 
you know, yeah. I don't know, is he maybe all this? And they just straight up like he told you right before to it. before it was announced. Or you're saying he had he no, no. He said it in a uh, he said like I remember after Khabib was done, and then uh, Dana was trying to get Khabib to come mm. back. Oh, I remember just, big yeah, time because I was in I was in, in the mix there, be, yeah. and and that's how I got a phone call too, where they were like, hey. We just had dinner with Khabib. He ain't coming back. You know, you're fighting Charles Oliveira. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So I was in that that mix too. But that's the great thing about Dana is he's, yeah, I mean, he he just says, I mean, it's nice when you're in charge, when you're kind of in charge yeah. of what you say goes, you can pretty much say. Well, he, he and he said <laughs> it in a post-conference. Yeah. Like it wasn't, that's what I mean. Like it would have been a big, it would have been like LeBron James uh, decision. It would, it, it could have been this big thing. Is this guy coming out of retirement? They could have like milked it. And it was just afterwards, he just got a call and was like, Khabib said, nah, I'm, he's done. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, which, right. I'm, which I'm sure they worked on it for, you know, a couple phone calls here and there. May, but. It sounded like he literally talked to him right before he walked it on. It probably was. Well, because that's what he always says too, because if you follow Dana enough, you know, he's like, you know, he'll be sitting in a room full of reporters like you effing people. Like, I, I ain't going to tell you guys anything, you know? Yeah. So he, he kind of does keep all the stuff that he wants to keep close yes. to his chest, to his test chest until it's time to be like, all right, now I can tell you, you know, yeah. <laughs> every now and then he'll be like, Lene is one of his main kind of PR people. Like, hey, Lene, can we tell him about the thing? Oh, we can. Okay. So, Hey guys, so the thing is, you know, this is happening or, Hey, this isn't happening. And so it's really funny, which obviously he's the, the head of it. You yeah. Know? So what he, he says, go, yeah. goes, but he is very, and that's what I loved about mixed martial arts too. And that's why I think so many people are drawn to it. Not only because it's a metaphor for life, you know, it's, it's a fighting and it's the ups and the downs and the toils and just the tragedies and the triumphs all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. Plus it's very entertaining. Plus it's a little bit fringe because you're like, Oh, people who like mixed martial arts, are they kind of weird? Cause they like blood and guts or are they kind of yeah. like everyone else? Plus it's a very, especially in the UFC, it's such a meritocracy. It's like, Hey, as long as you do what you do, what you said you were going to do, you show up, you fight, you win, you do well, you know, you keep your nose clean. You're not a complete, just horrible person to deal with. Yeah. You're going to keep climbing. You're yeah. going to keep doing all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The fact that y'all can say whatever you want to say and it just is, you know, like even the, the blood, like I, I can't watch a gory movie. Yeah. I can be, I'm very sensitive for some reason. <laughs> I'm okay with UFC. The real stuff is The real is stuff, okay. I'm somewhat, I'm, for some reason, like, I'll be watching it and people are like, oh, man. And I'm like, I have no problem with any of this. But you go, I can go watch a movie and you're like Saul and you're like, yeah. oh, I can't watch this. Yeah. It's like too much. But it's, uh, the, the it, yeah, the fighting, the, it's, I mean, it's just the best, dude. It's, uh, you yeah. know. It's very, I mean, it's, it's, it's the very, most raw, like, it's two dudes fighting. Yeah. So it's not, there's no. There's no team there's ass. No fluff, there's no, yeah. Golf is a very, you know, golf is, it's, it's him, it's you mm -hmm. versus, you know, it's a bunch of people, but you're, it's kind of fun like that. But it, yeah. And, and there's such high stakes because there is nobody else to blame. Like even we just talked about the, the rocket mortgage cup or yeah. classic last night. And I remember they were watching, they were doing the playoff and there was three dudes. Uh, first one hits it right down the fairway. Ricky Fowler hooks it like over 
the people over, oh, yeah. over, like over the crowd in a horrible lie. And we're like, well, there you go. It's over. And then all of the, so you're like, Hey, we, you're about to see this guy's worst moment, you know, of his life. He finally thinks he's going to come back after four years of mm-hmm. not, never not winning a tournament or whatever. Yeah. lost his card. I mean, he wasn't even going to major <laughs> yeah. and he's one of the most famous golfers. Right. So you're like, I'm watching this and I don't watch a lot of golf, but I think that's what you, what you're kind of making the, the metaphor too, or the kind of the, the comparison, even if he has a horrible shot, He's not getting his face beat in or getting oh. choked out or getting an arm. You know, it's like it's yeah. the the highs are very high and the, but the lows are so low. Plus, they come with bodily harm. And that's why people love mixed martial arts. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, it's going to take you so long. You can't just get right back up into it because it's like you got to train and yeah. you got to. It's like, what is the you're hoping to fight three times a year? Is that like three is kind of the kind of the goal? Yeah. You know? I'm not going to fight for a full year now right now, yeah. you know, so. And that's, and you don't, but you don't, and that's like the worst because you want to mm-hmm. be kind of. I've always been very active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because it's, it's like getting hit. Like you need to be, get hit to be okay with getting hit. That too. That's part yeah. of it too. I think you, you can kind of question yourself like, Hey, am I getting soft? Cause I haven't yeah. been in a, a real fight, you know, yeah. every now and then I have that, that thought. But then again, you just with, go to a bar and just, start, <laughs> just go to a bar and get into a yeah, bar fight. Go, I'll fight all of you here. The backwoods here. Yeah. Old yeah. Hickory, Tennessee. Yeah. Just go ahead up there. Uh, Oh, old Hickory, Tennessee. That's why I think I like Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz feels <laughs> like someone that he will fight someone in a like. He does fight. I people. know it's He's on the it's <laughs> internet so week. funny <laughs> that it's like the level because it's like the idea of it is you're not. I, I mean, I love it so much that he really? goes Nate Diaz. Like because I'm sure a lot of people think they they want to fight you guys and you just have to go like I'm not going to fight you. And then Nate Diaz is like I will fight you. <laughs> like, hey, he won't fight you, but yeah, man, I'll fight you. I, like, will, oh, I would love it. And That's probably what he, most of them think. But like, hey, he's a prof- he's a pro fighter. He gonna, gets paid a bunch of money to fight. He's probably not going to fight me. And yeah. all of a sudden you run into Diaz. You're like, oh, this dude will fight me. You yeah, know? And either that, one, that Nate it, or Nick. Nate or Nick. And, and, and we talked about that playing golf because it's it is funny. He's in the, you know, he's always, he got in a fight at Bourbon Street or in wherever he was in Memphis <laughs> yeah. or Louisiana. Yeah. You're like, dude, you get paid millions of dollars and you're out there fighting a dude for, free, you know, for free. Yeah. And possibly could go to jail if you hurt somebody. But it's, yeah, yeah. He just put that guy to sleep. He did a nice, he was yeah. like very calm with he just, it. He just walks away. He just walks away and goes, and he's fine. Hey, he's off. fine. We're off. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of high stakes, obviously this, um, this fight, every fight here is high stakes. Cause obviously we've talked about, and we, we kind of talked to before we started rolling about the veterans. This is kind of their, their last shot, mm-hmm. the prospects. This is the best opportunity that they could have. And the, for the prospects, this is their last opportunity or, or the best second chance they ever could have asked for. And actually the best third chance that Kurt Hollibaugh, my, you know, team Chandler yeah. could have. And it's such high stakes for numerous reasons. Obviously, this is Kurt's third time in the UFC, but also this is Connor's guy. They, yeah. You know, they showed a clip um, of him and Lee Hammond when uh, a picture of him and Lee Hammond, and Lee Hammond had to be 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, looks tiny, skinny little dude from Crumlin. They're from the same hometown, uh, Dublin 12, they call it Crumlin. Um, so Connor's obviously very emotionally invested in this. Yeah. One, you know, yeah. like very, this was, this was his, this was probably his moment. And they did a good job of, of creating that where, you know, and you probably have that maybe similar in, in your industry where it's kind of like, you got a guy coming up or maybe you got a friend. You're like, man, I just hope he makes it. I hope he gets his big break. I hope yeah. he, hope they let me bring him onto this. Or maybe he does win this, you know, last comic standing or this, some, this is that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And Connor probably says, Hey man, if we can get this guy through here, we can have another guy from my hometown making it to the big leagues. 
Well, you, when you got Connor, you got a, this big star, and then he's talking about you on that thing. So it's basically if this kid just, you're like, if you just go win a couple fights, uh, you know, it's like I can, maybe this stardom of Connor can just be like, yeah, your, your life could get really, it could go nuts because it's, you know, you're his dude, and then that's a storyline, and all you need is a storyline of, mm. He's the, that's what sells a fight. He's going, no, that's his guy. He's almost 13. And then you're like, oh, okay. And now you want to watch it. Like you're and, it, it, and all that. And it just is, uh, you know, and then for what's happened is like, it's just, it just crushes that. And I mean, it does, he's young. So it, 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 it won't matter. He can still go back. And for the other guy is, you know, it's a veteran. And as you see the veteran, Stuff, I mean, that stuff just matters so you know, much. Was it, uh, yeah, 26 years old to 35, or, or no, and Connor's 35, so he's been, you know, training with them since they were, you know, at least the last yeah. 10 years or so. Um, and, uh, and then Kurt Hollibaugh is 36, he's 19 and seven, and, uh, Lee Hammond is only five and oh, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, let's roll the, uh, Let's roll the clip here of how this fight goes. Obviously, Lee Hammond, uh, we talked a lot during during the um during the fight. Lee, to me, was the biggest guy on the show, easily. You know, mm. taller than everybody else, um, denser than everybody else, had a tough weight cut. Um, and what we're gonna show here is pretty much the first minute or so is pretty much how the entire fight. What went. is he weigh? Like, so this was 155, but what do they weigh? Like 185? Yeah, well, so I I yeah, I told you. So Lee had a tough time making weight. So actually, before before we go into that, yeah, they didn't actually show it, but Lee Hammond didn't make weight mm -hmm. the first time. And for everyone who doesn't know, you get two two chances. So you could step up on there, you could be, you know, point. I think he ended up being 0.3 over, maybe a quarter of a pound over. They give you two hours to cut the weight. You get an extra two hours. He ends up coming back after an hour or so, and he and he makes the weight. Um, and they even asked me, Coach Cavanaugh came up and said, "Hey, you know, we, you know, because we had just given, we had just done the catch weight thing with Timor and yeah, they Trevor wanted Wells. to get you to. I just want yeah, there, and you were like, no, you got to come up, yeah, to yeah. one. It's so you pick such a weird number. I never would have guessed that number. Yeah, no, I, well, I yeah. think it was more just like, hey, whatever poundage we can get, give me. Three pounds. Give me four pounds. Yeah. Give me five. You're like pounds, 144 yeah. at first, and I was like, I was watching it. And I was like, so I didn't even know you could do that. Like, yeah. And then Normally you're like, all right, you 142. You're like, okay. <laughs> like such a weird number. Fine, I'll take the two. Yeah. As long as I get that, you know, basically it's you know it's a four, it's a six pound allowance, yeah. you know, so it's a good. But on this, Lee Hammond was a quarter pound over, and uh, and Coach Havenel was like, hey, you know, can can we just can you just let it go? Can we just let it slide? I'm like, ah, man. I can't. I yeah. really would love to. I like Lee. I think Lee's got a bright future. He's a sweet kid. Hung out with, not, didn't hang out with him, but, but you're yeah. around him enough to be like, hey, he's a great, he's a sweet yeah. kid, but can't do it, John. So it goes back, cuts the weight, comes back. But because he was, I want to say 180, I think it was yeah. 180, uh, seven or eight days before the fight. He's wow. Easily the biggest guy in on the show, not even. And close. how much does Kurt weigh probably when they, so when they were, when they're fighting, because that's where you gain weight back. Yeah. Right? So he probably, yeah, he probably gained. 15 pounds. Yeah, you'll go, go to yeah. McDonald's. <laughs> no, we just, just water. Pound it. Yeah. yeah, just water. You know, like yeah. he, a gallon of water is eight pounds. Yeah. Two gallons of water, 16 pounds. You can easily drink two gallons of water in a couple hours. So before yeah. you know it, you go from 155 to 170. Yeah. You know, in a two hour period. Yeah. Um, I think it's good that you made them uh, 
state of the weight. I think that's a big sign for your team because it's very easily for you to feel pressured into going, okay, man, that whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's a show and you're, take out just the fighting of it. You're like, dude, we got production. Like this is Connor's dude. We got a lot of good interviews. Like it's like, just don't be weird. It's like a quarter (laughs) pound. Like, and like you very easily could have to be like, all right. Yeah, man, I don't, what does it matter? You know? Dude, and I almost did that a couple of times, actually, in numerous situations. But then all of a sudden you think, yeah, but it's not about you. It's not about, it's about them. It's about my fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about what is what message does it send to Kurt Holoboff? I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, I let him let him slide. Yeah. And he's like, dude, this is my life. You yeah. Know, this is this is my my wife and my kids future. And you're letting it slide with it. Not that it would have made a difference, but, you know, so that Mentally you kinda, it does. Yeah. And I think it does. And I think it just shows it continues to strengthen the bond when I dig my heels in and I mm. plant my flag and say, no, I'm here for Kurt Holliball. Yeah. Right now I'm here for Kurt Holliball. Because well, it doesn't feel like anybody's going to say no to Connor. And I'm yeah. the vibe of, and I'm not, uh, it's, but the vibe everybody has is like, or what you hear is like, Dana never says no to Con, like all this. So it's for you to represent your team is a pretty giant thing that you're, it's, you do have to go say no over the littlest thing. Yeah. And even Connor, John Cavanaugh, like I know who he is. Like, it's like, I mean, that guy, you know, like these guys are all famous. Yeah. And so you got to go, no, no, no. Yeah. Kavanaugh walked up to me. I was like, oh, shoot. You yeah. Know, felt, felt the Kavanaugh yeah. presence, you know? Yeah. This is the biggest, the biggest coach in MMA because of Connor and all that stuff. And I'm like, and he, and he's, this it. dude's coach. Yeah. 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 So yeah, part of it was like, no, nah, I can't let Connor get his way. But most of it yeah. was like, hey, I'm here for Kurt. You yeah. got to make way. There's two, there's two rules. You got to show up. You got to make weight and you got to, then, then you get to go fight. That's the whole, know? yeah, it's, it is what, that's, that's what it yeah. is. So lo and behold, he makes weight and, uh, it's not looking too good after, you know, we're, we're a minute and a half minute 45 into the second round and we'll go ahead and roll the tape here. You can just see, as we've talked about the size of Lee Hammond, man, just he's mm-hmm. at least two inches taller than, uh, Kurt, Kurt was doing. And we talked about this too kind of in our training sessions, you even heard me say, Kurt, don't do that jujitsu stuff. And there's nothing against jujitsu, but when you're doing jujitsu and you're doing moves and you're doing, trying to do this sweep, trying to do this trap, you can find yourself getting caught underneath. And if you're underneath, you're losing. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what happened the whole first round, the majority of the second round. And they start to get a little squirrely here. You know, luckily for us, even here, Kurt is just blocking his head, trying to not to get elbowed back in the head. And it's just not looking good. For the first time in this competition, I thought, oh, shoot, Team Chandler about to lose their first fight. But Hail Mary Holliball. Yeah. A little bit more distance here, thank God, which could have been a could have been a mistake by, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of you get comfortable a little bit yeah. by Lee. Like Lee's like, I'm going to I want to now make a point of pounding this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then. So there's a little bit more space here. Kurt gets yeah. that two on one. A little bit of a reversal, which should have been easy, right? Just yeah. lay on bottom for the next two minutes and you win the fight for Lee. But in this transition right here, Kurt, boom, goes for that guillotine, wraps it up very quick. Within a second, it's locked up. And now here's where the strength and the size of a 36-year-old man yeah. and a 26-year-old you know, young man comes in and he's squeezing his head off and boom, there's the tap. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's... Yeah, Connor and Connor is destroyed. And I mean, Connor and, and you can see, man, Connor really cares. Yeah, I got to give it to him, yeah. man. Yeah, for for as much as they try to cut it and say, "Oh, Connor didn't care," blah 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 blah. It's like 
the dude cared a lot. It meant a lot. Especially when it came into, yeah, you know, yeah, into yeah. this fight. Well, yeah. So it was, it was the first time in, you know, the fights that we watched that I thought, okay, here we go. We're about to take the first loss. Where know? do you think his mistake was? Like, uh, <sighs> he just, man, in jujitsu, if a guy is really looking for a submission, if the guy's really good at, I don't think Kurt necessarily set a trap and Lee fell for it. I think we were just, you don't usually get submitted or caught in a submission when it's just kind of me and you kind of in a stalemate. It's usually in these transitions, yeah. you know, and that's what we even said kind of going into the second round. Hey, you got to move. You got to, you got to create a scramble. Scramble is essentially, Hey, something is happening. It's like, you know, two cats chasing each other's yeah. tails or whatever. Right. That's where your submissions get kind of, you get all of a sudden cinched in on one, exactly yeah. what happened with Lee Hammond there. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh shoot, I'm in it. <laughs> and, and like so that and at that point Kurt probably realizes I'm I can only submit this dude. Yeah. I mean he's a minute and a half away yeah. from the fight. Even if Kurt was on top, landed 15 different punches, it was only for that last minute and a half. Yeah. Maybe it goes to a third round, but chances are Lee gets his hand raised, you know. I mean just to be like accidentally just have your neck up a little bit. That's why we love the sport. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why it's just, it's such a, you know, they're in. And I mean, like, times, it's not like he's looking. His yeah. head is behind his back. So there's no, it's not like you're looking at him and you go, and he just lifted his neck. You have really no idea except yeah. feel. Yeah. You're just trying to get it in there. And then once you get it in, I guess it's just like, well, now. Mm -hmm. So he just knew. Yeah. And, and, and Kurt, like we said, Kurt owns two BJJ gyms back in uh, Franklinton, Louisiana, I believe yeah. it is, or you know, in Louisiana somewhere. Um, so he's a BJJ black belt. You know, you, he could probably grapple with his eyes closed and mm -hmm. he knew the head was there. And a lot of times we can do that, you know, when we're grappling or whatever, you kind of know where the arms are, where the, where the feet are, where the neck might be. But Lee wanted to be on the ground too. I mean... After beating, you know, yeah. Kurt up that bad in the first round, absolutely. He wanted to just sit on top or even, like we said, he could have just rolled to his back and played guard, bent on his back for the last two minutes and, yeah. and won the fight just by not getting submitted. All yeah. he had to do was not get submitted or knocked out. So maybe he got a little excited or a little like trying to finish him or mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Especially. It's and how do you look at that as a, as a fighter? So if you're Lee... Like Connor, like Connor did very, he does do very good with like, I liked how he goes and talks to both of the fighters mm -hmm. and them and just was very positive towards them. And then obviously when you, you guys get into it, mm -hmm. but it's he, at least with the two, you know, the other guys, they're very nice or whatever. But how do you, when you go into that and you lose like that, uh, I mean, it can't feel you're like, I'm better than this guy. Yeah. Uh, I made a huge mistake. I guess you got to, it really, that's the, that his career will be based off that. That's how you become a Kurt, mm -hmm. that experience to go, you, you decide how this is going to go. Yep. It's either going to be, you're done or you're going to be fine. And like, who cares? Like, yeah. It's, it's very much mindset after that. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very undefeated. Yep. Which I mean, I guess he still will, would be five and oh. Yeah. Cause, cause these don't count on your record, but. So it's, but I, I agree with like, kind of like what you said though, too. I, I Connor did a. You know, Connor was not, he wasn't very emotional when he kind of, when he talked about the loss, you know, he was like, Hey, you were, did everything right. You were, you were touching him up. He had nothing for you. He didn't lay a glove on you. And all that is true. You know, whether, whether I'm, I'm a Kurt Hollaball believer, of course, cause he's my, me got my guy. But aside from that one mistake, 
would Kurt Hollaball have lost that fight? Absolutely. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if he doesn't catch him in that guillotine right there, you look we we could be sitting here and saying, Man, Kurt's a great dude, loved his spirit, he was awesome. But man, he, you know, he got manhandled on the ground and Lee was on top of him for ten minutes of that fight. So he he had to lose. It was just yeah. where it was. But Hail Mary Hollaball, as we said, he caught yeah. him. <laughs> and then is it what do you feel like as a fighter if you win like that? Like it's is there a weird like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Like, but you want to go like, but that's the deal, dude. Like I was yeah. I knew I was getting you were beating me. So my only chance was to hope you made a mistake. Well, it was it's a good a very good question because you got to think of me as a coach too, because I just was elated. I'm pumped. Give him a hug, dude. I'm so yeah. proud of you, so pumped up for you. But in my mind, I'm like, Dude, are, are you, are, where are you at right now? Like you just got dominated and kind of got quote unquote lucky. So, so I'm like, Hey, it's time to pour into Kurt and make sure Kurt doesn't think that. Cause yeah. I had this sneaky feeling. I'm like, okay, wait, does Kurt think, was this actually that much, po that much more positive for him to, to win next round? Or is, does he think, well, I'm just a dude from Louisiana who kind of got lucky. You know, I got to make sure, Hey, Kurt, you were supposed to be there. You had that opportunity. You were put in hero position to have that happen to you, to win in this dramatic fashion. You know, you flip it, you flip it and do that kind of reverse psychology of, hey, you weren't supposed to lose that fight. Yeah, it felt, it felt dark. Yeah, it felt like you were going to lose. All of us thought you were going to lose at that point when yeah. there was a minute and a half left and you were showing no signs of yourself getting up, getting out, reversing the position, never, not really, not really doing, um, uh, threatening with any submissions. All of us, if you pulled everybody, would say, well, he's about to, you know, get ridden out these last minute and a half. So then as a coach, you think, okay, we got to get back into Kurt's head and say, hey, you deserved to win this, mm -hmm. you know, because it's a very interesting point that you bring up because you're like, as a fighter, I mean, I've there's been times where I thought, shoot, man, I kind of got lucky on that one. Yeah. And it doesn't really increase the ego, you know, confidence. Uh, well, it's like, the, but you got my, it's the... I like, like, I love thinking about like mindset stuff, but some of it, I always say a lot. It's like, well, don't let me, it's one of those, like, you can't, don't let me figure it out on my own mm. is the way. And like, you gotta, like, I would think if he looks at it like that, like, look, you might be, there's a lot of things. Do not let me do some, figure it out. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake, do not. Cause I will, you know, be like, I'm 36, you're 25. It's, you know, I've already done this. I've got so many fights and blah, blah. Everything's against you. I want to, I'm still want to keep going. And then you the mindset is like, don't mess, you know, good luck. Just don't mess up. Just don't mess up. Yeah. You will be me if you don't mess up. Yeah. But I swear to you, if you mess up, <laughs> I promise you. That's exactly how Like it it's was. that mindset. Like, and that's like a veteran guy to be like, I, what, what do I care to if I, if I lose this or what? Like, this is kind of the last run. And, but, uh, I've kind of seen everything. I mean, 10 more years of rolling around on mats. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, and if you do it, they do it every day. He's got a gym. I mean, that's, that's 10,000 hours. That, 10, I mean, that's just hours. right there. It's like, just someone's going to, and then he can just stay being able to get hit like that. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to take that damage. The knee thing probably helped at the beginning. Yeah. You said like that, uh, the big cut on the knee. Cut on the it knee. It looked, yeah, because there's one clip sign of it. It looked gross. It was nasty. Well, put, yeah. now, now that we've talked about the fight, and like, and because I haven't told you this, he ended up having to go to the emergency room, but it's right on his kneecap. Yeah. So he probably had to get easily stitches on the inside, uh. outside. So he probably had 20, 30 stitches. And then they ace bandaged it up completely straight and put him in a straight brace and he had to walk on crutches the rest of the show because he couldn't he couldn't bend his leg because it's right on the bend of his knee. Yeah. So he, there's no bending of that knee for 
I don't know, with something that deep, wow. probably three weeks. Yeah. So that was the, that was the result of that. And it was that bad, that deep. Plus, you know, it could have very easily gotten infected. It was right on the knee. Yeah. It was, it was nasty. It was, it y'all was really worried about the infected stuff. Yeah. I mean, especially it happened in the first three seconds of the fight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's rubbing all over his sweat, Kurt's sweat, their shorts, the gloves, the, yeah. the mat, which there was already a fight or two on that mat that night before. So it's just like, what that was like the cold there? sore the guy got. Nah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and that's <laughs> like, and that's dang, just dude. like from the mat. Like yeah, or, I mean, I think that's more of it. Just yeah, it flared up. You know, he probably gets some on his you know lip yeah. or whatever, and it flared up on his face or whatever. It's like just, I would think infections is the last. Like you had a cut. Like you know, you know, like when you go run around playing dirt as a mm. kid, you don't ever think. But I guess you are. You're like yeah, it could get real nasty. Yeah, I never think about that. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else yeah, I'd be worried all the time. Knee, so that was a kick that he ended. So that was bone on bone. Yeah. And so you're you're trying to place it that like I mean it's almost sorry. You just kind of like you, the leg kicks because yeah. the leg kicks when as a as a fan uh, when you watch it a lot of leg kicks mm-hmm. and I've learned to appreciate the leg kick just because I've seen fights where. Uh, by the end, you're like, oh, the guy can't stand anymore, or he can't use his legs are gone, and it looks like, yeah, like John Jones is a doesn't he kick a lot? Like yeah. it's just a lot of like just you know, yeah. All right, without well, and so I so that was a traditional leg kick where he was going to take the shin and hit him in the big belly of the muscle. You know, yeah. it kind of gave you a huge dead leg. Dead leg. You hit him with enough of them, he can't move. But he must have either checked it or it was a weird angle. So I think it was shin right on the patella yeah. bone or kneecap, yeah. whatever that bone is called. And obviously anybody touches their knee, you're like, man, okay, there's really yeah. not much padding there. It's basically yeah. some skin and a tiny little fat pad and then it's bone. So it was essentially bone right on bone and Ugh. split him open. Literally, I saw the kick and I looked down and it said 457 on the round one. I'm like, so yeah. it literally happened three seconds into the fight. <laughs> and then he had to fight. It's crazy. And he was that, and, and then he should, still should have won. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely dominating until, as we call it, he'll forever be Hail Mary Hollaball. You know, mm, he said, yeah. but, and then I, and I said that to him, but I, then I, once I said it, I was like, as a coach, I probably shouldn't have called it Hail Mary Hollaball because Hail Mary implies that you would have lost if you wouldn't have thrown the Hail Mary and caught, you know, so then I had to kind of backtrack to him like, hey, Kurt, you were put in that position for a reason. You know, you're, you are a veteran, you know, kind of, as I said, getting back into the, his psyche, my psyche, what is the, what is the story here that we're telling ourselves? Cause life is all about what story you're telling yeah. yourself. Right. Was that his first fight? That was his first in fight. In a while? Um, uh, shoot. I actually don't know. Yeah. I can't, can't think of off the top of my head, but I mean, some of those guys were training for fights. Some of those guys hadn't fought in a year or so. I don't think Kurt had fought that recently to be honest so i mean that's where it's like too it's like mentally you're it's yeah dude you uh you should have lost probably (laughs) and uh but yeah odds are if he's 36 and owns two gyms i can't imagine he's fighting and he has a bunch of kids and Mm -hmm. they live in a farm they're like said living the dream i mean they're they're out there it's great 20 acres and a bunch of 20 acres a bunch of animals a bunch of kids russian wife yeah dude it's awesome Now's a good time to thank our show sponsor, CarShield. We're all about who's the greatest here, and CarShield really goes to the mat for vehicle owners. They're the number one most trusted auto service protection company in America, and they're here to help protect you from surprise car repair costs. Flexible month-to-month plans through CarShield can cover up to 5,000 parts of your car after they break down. When you're covered through CarShield, you'll always have someone in your corner at the repair shop. Visit carshield.com and check it out now. Now, back to the show. Uh... 
So I imagine he hasn't fought. And so like, that's, you know, it's like, maybe as an older, if you're older, you're like, you don't look at it as like, even though you're saying it's his Hail Mary, but I bet it's, it doesn't really feel Hail Mary-ish as yeah. much. Cause you're like, yeah, dude, I just got really lucky. Like I haven't fought in forever, you know? And he's like, but now I know. Yep. Well, I, and, and even, you know, me now knowing how the show progresses and even me knowing what it felt, what it felt like the next training, the next practice, his demeanor completely changed too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not, Hey, I got lucky. Hey, I shouldn't have won. It was like, he would, now he had his, his eyes fixed firmly on the prize. Cause Lee was a, you know, maybe that's just the way Kurt was leading up to a fight. He was very quiet. He was very reserved, which, which there was a, I like a quiet confidence, but I was a little bit concerned with, you know, he said it, but he would say the right thing, but I wasn't quite sure if he truly believed it, Mm -hmm. you know? And then from then on that next day, I was like, dude, okay, now I see a different fire in Kurt, you know, it's that extra win. And maybe, maybe he hadn't fought in a while. Maybe that was his, whether it was a quote unquote hail Mary, whether it was, Hey, I I lost most of the fight. And then I got, got the submission. I'm I got lucky. This guy said, I got lucky. Dana's, you know, might've said this, whatever. He still wore it like a badge of honor and then mm. went into the next practice. And I was like, okay, wait, Kurt might be the front runner right now. Cause he just, he just turned into a different animal, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, it's like just to be, you, you show, uh, there's a weakness in the fact that he's losing like this. And then you just show, I mean, it's crazy. The luck is like the reason too that you take luck away there is I think, cause it's a choke. Like if it's a hit, like a yeah. punch that probably feels you got really lucky. Like the puncher's chance. Yeah. Puncher's like you just caught someone perfectly and you're kind of like, uh, I'm sorry. That was, you know, but the, what he did was like that. He just had to wait around and he's getting skill. pounded skill. That was all skill. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get, know. I mean, you got to be able to sit there. These dudes get, I mean, you know, these dudes, you, you get pounded. And I mean, taking a punch is like, so that's everything. Mm-hmm. If you can keep getting hit and not like Fergus, Tony Ferguson, I mean, until the, the I mean, the foot hurts the foot. a lot. <laughs> yeah, foot, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Before that, he was able to take a lot of damage. He took a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah. And you, but look how much it took to get him out. You yeah. the foot, you go, I got to use the bottom of my feet for this dude. <laughs> as hard as I possibly as a, can, yeah, like they, a punt. Yeah, they don't. It's like insane. <laughs> Nate is someone that just goes. Dudes, yeah. And you're like, these dudes just get, like, you're like, God, I mean, how are you not going to go down? I know. But like you said, so also too that that quiet confidence of the the veteran too, and that's mm-hmm. where Kurt was just like kept his, you know. And I don't know where his mental psyche is during that. He's probably just like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, yeah. you know, I'm good. Yeah, I got fine. kids and I got mortgages and I got. Yeah. He's probably thinking, I'm gonna just bide my time, right? Yeah. So then you got Connor's guy, Kurt's confidence ends up getting the the submission, and then you know, let's uh let's talk about what happens after the fight. Kind of obviously what. The producers, the the guys who were cutting the cutting the promos, they wanted they were waiting for this, you know. Finally, everybody mm-hmm. gets to see when the the uh spat between Connor and I happens. And and this was where I, you know, what I was just saying kind of earlier. Connor, Connor was very complimentary of him. Hey, you got, you know, he was saying all the right things. Yeah. You know, it's not a loss on your record. You're winning the fight, very doing nice. everything yeah. you needed to do. And it's true. I mean, you can either let a loss like this break you or help you break into the the young man you're supposed to be, break into the champion you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He could still be a UFC champion just because he oh, yeah. got caught, right? So Connor's kind of saying all is the Is right he the things. probably the the before the show starts, is is he the f- like kind of like the star of I mean, is it Connor's uh 
because of Connor's attachment, and then he's also five and zero, blah. He's young, and you know, yeah. Not saying he's better or worse, whatever. Some of it plays into it. They're obviously as uh, being an older person, you realize they're not going to make Kurt. You're like at thirty six. They're like, yeah, dude, we're not going to make you. We're not going to put you on the cover. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> but like but in a way, this with him, it's like, yeah, there's like, all right, this dude's probably. Well, yeah, now now that you say it too, I remember they showed a picture of Connor and Lee Hammond that I've seen before. I think Connor posted it on his. It was years ago because people were reposting it and they're like, hey, the next big guy coming out of Crumlin or coming out of proper or sorry, uh, Dublin 12, they call it. Right. Um, so, yeah. And he's got SBG next to his name, the Kavanaugh affiliation. He's got the he's got the you know, he's got the look. He's got the accent. He's mm -hmm. got he's got all he's got the package. Plus mm -hmm. the, as you said, the ringing endorsement of the sport's biggest superstar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was one that I, I was thinking the entire time. I'm like, this is whoever draws this guy's, you know, it's going to be a tough one, but I know yeah. Kurt's got the, you know, Kurt's got the abilities. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. So let's see. Uh, as I was saying, Connor was going and saying all the right things. Let's see what he says here. One shot on you. Didn't land one shot on you. Then you can kind of hear the music building up too. Fine coaching out of Bellator. Fine coaching out of Bellator. That's good Bellator. Thank you. I'm just laughing at him. Thank you. And that's where I'm like, hey, we're going to keep stacking them up. You know, you can say I'm a Bellator coach. You can say I'm Bellator this, Bellator that. You can say whatever you want, but we're just going to keep stacking them up. Yeah. Team Chandler going to keep on stacking them up. You're 6-0 now? Right, or 5-0? This is 6-0. 6-0, man. Two away from a clean sweep. Yeah. You know? And I felt good about the next two fights, yeah. you know? So I'm like, this was probably the one where I thought, shoot, this is tough. You know, looked like we might have, we were about to lose and we ended up winning. My team's, high, you know, kind of high on adrenaline. I say keep on stacking them up. Yeah. Being able to come out So freaking happy for Kurt. Connor a little ticked off. Let's go! Stacking them up. Not against me. I'll stack them up. Not against me and not. Stack Good job. Great work. Great work. Great work. Stacking them up, baby. Not against me and not, Michael, yeah? Hey. Some of these kids are in the UFC before you're in the UFC. So don't be start trying to say, fine. yeah, this and that. As and long as you show up for them, maybe if you show up for them, maybe break your nose, you little fool, yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, what? What? That hard tick, you little tick. Yeah. Oh, we gonna do this? We gonna fight right now? <laughs> Get out of my way! Connor's taking his coat off. Yeah. Connor McGregor grabbed my face and pushed me. I mean, I'm ready to fight right there if, if it goes down. <laughs> Dana jumps on, in. Hey, we're gonna keep stacking them up, baby. Oh, oh, we're gonna keep stacking them up. Show up for my team. <laughs> I'm happy I got in because they were trying to they were trying to filter this thing about the weigh-ins, right? I'm sorry, you guys are on that team. I would have been there for you. Those are three guys that lost already. Yeah, that's a big move for you to do that. Though. That was a big move. That was a big move. That was a big move. Yeah. It's me who said was the ball. It's not like I just yeah. left them to their own devices. I'll let you it's unpack it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amongst the best. Hey, don't start talking now you losing. And then my guys. Then he, then he calls my team bums. Yeah. My team was chirping, dude. You know, yeah. My team was chirping. Connor's chirping. I'm saying keep on stacking them up. You know. I'm gonna stand for them and make a case for them, and that's what that's what we done. He's 0 and 6. I knew that was coming. Let's keep stacking them up. Let's keep stacking. So that was kind of the theme. Hey, you're gonna keep on stacking them up. Well, that's what's so amazing. I mean, you going over and high fiving his team and saying like that's uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's 
That, I'll be honest with you, might be the most craziest thing, even over the push. <laughs> just as a, it's just deflating. I mean, look, I'm not trying to, I, I'm just, as a, as watching something, that's a very deflating mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. It's a smart thing to do. Well, it was, I mean, it was, you know, those were three dudes that had already lost. Yeah. And at that point, you know, we're, however many weeks in, I had had a couple, couple conversations with those guys. Not, you know, nothing different, but it was more just like, hey, you're not a threat anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fight my guys anymore. Therefore, if I'm having a conversation with one of the team McGregor guys, I don't want the next guy who's fighting him on my team to think, oh, shoot, why is Chandler talking to that guy? Yeah. Those guys are out of the competition. Yeah. You know, and, you know, looking back on it, I just think about these, th- that's these guys' future. That's their entire life. And, you know, I was in the heat of the moment, obviously, like, you know, I show up for my team, you know, if I was on, if you guys yeah. were on my team, I would have showed up for you, you know, it was like, yeah. you know, and I see, you know, obviously, I will say they're showing Connor was there. You know, Connor was there first team. He didn't show up to the weigh-ins or whatever, which isn't that big of a deal, but he was in the training sessions. But yeah, Connor was there more than it. I mean, cause when you're watching it, it looks like he's there, but it's not like you're there, dude. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm just saying watching it. It's, uh, you know, that one, the call, the 144 and like, the, like, and you're like, oh, yo, yeah. I got to talk to, you know, this kind of big thing. And then, you know, you're having to like debate it with this other dude and His you're coaches, like, yeah. well, the, the, it's not about, you know, it's kind of, you're, that coach is in a weird spot. And then you're like, yeah, dude, I mean, I don't, what do you mean? I shouldn't even have to be talking to you. That's about what it. they said. They said, Hey, Connor, you, it's between you and Connor. You guys are going to, you guys are going to work it out. And I'm like, okay, cool. Me and Connor are going to speak at some point. I'll meet him at training session or he'll meet me at training session. And never mind. You know, yeah. his coach comes over and says, Hey, 135, no negotiations or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, it did seem, it seemed like that to us, obviously, but yeah. obviously when you watch the footage, he was there for his guys. He definitely was obviously yeah. there for Lee Hammond, but you know, and that was kind of when we got in each other's face, it was like, you know, what do you say? Some of these guys were in the UFC before you were in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Well, duh. I don't care. Yeah. I would been the. I got in the UFC three years ago. As yeah. long as you show up, you know, I can't wait to break your face. Basically, you know, yeah, he said yeah. I'll break your nose, you little Bellator tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Bellator yeah. tick. But you know, obviously, I, it was well. You, I mean, you hand you, like you did great because that he's obviously that's he's so good at that. And it's very funny mm-hmm. and like, or it's very fun to watch. And like he's you know saying that stuff. Is what happens if y'all really would have fought? Like if if you say you get into because you know when you train because you always like see this in UFC like where everybody's like dude we'll fight right now mm-hmm. if you you and him got in a street fight would it look like your MMA fight? Well, I think no matter what we would have started fighting and as you saw Ryan Bader was in there he pushed his he pushed Connor's guy away so we kind of had the two biggest guys on our team pushing each other away you had me and Connor there Dana was in within seconds Connor's security guard Yeah they're guard, never going to let it happen. Yeah, Connor's yeah. security guard was there, you know. So I think there was a moment there where he was taking off his jacket and I'm like okay, well, we're going to fight right here, you know. Yeah. Connor, I mean I can tell you this, dude was dude was ticked off like Yeah. Really, oh, not, not yeah. he was he was definitely mad. I mean, because you got to remember too, it wasn't just between he and I. It was between he and Lee Hammond. It was yeah. between it was his, 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 his sights set so high on his star pupil about to win the it fight. It might honestly be the reason he did the show. I think it. Yeah. It, well, actually, yeah. You know. Crazy. So I mean, that. that's that's the. Yeah. What's the? You know, it's it's he's he's got a. 
He's, you know, obviously probably close to being done. Like probably he just, you're going to have to be Mm -hmm. as he's gotten older. You got a dude that's a star dude from your town, from your everything. Let me go do this show. I'm going to put you on the map and then you go from there. And then uh, that did not happen. And that, I mean, that's a lot of plans that could be fumbling away when he does it. That was a, yeah. I mean, that was, that was obviously... And it, and it all happened so fast too. It wasn't, you know, he, he legitimately went from, you know, shaking hands with Kurt Hollibaugh to straight to, mm-hmm. you know, these dudes were in the UFC before you were, blah, blah, blah. Then I said, Hey, as long as you show up, well, you know, then it came. And, well, and that, then, that, I'm <laughs> glad you said that though. Cause it's, it's, you went back cause that's what it is. You're selling. Mm-hmm. And so and that's what he is great at is selling a fight. Mm-hmm. Like he does seem very respectful to those, to the fighters. And I see stuff he does with kids or like, you know, it's not, he has this allure sometimes where it looks like, Oh, this guy could be the biggest, biggest jerk in the world. But then you see that kind of side where you're like, no, I think he's very, respectful of those mm-hmm. and then he gets into it with obviously what you are selling a fight but that's what you did so you did i mean you i mean i you know i would the bellsworth thing is very funny but i don't know man like it's like you yours just like lasted longer yeah. the bellsworth thing like it feels if you're looking at like uh put down the Belzer things, I, I do think, is so funny. Like, it's just very funny to be, like, saying that. That's yeah. a funny thing to say. But you to go just show up your team, you're like, well, that hurt. Now, you'd almost be like, you're like, all right, dude, well, Connor was being fun, and now you're not. Like, but, yeah. you know, but you have to be like that. That hurt. Yeah. And then you go, then you go and high-five his team, and you're like, good night, dude. <laughs> and it's great because it just shows you, like, I do not care. No. I, I do not care. I don't care. And, and and to me, it was this was a team competition, and that's what I signed up for. And I was like, there's there were 16 dudes here who were looking forward to their dreams, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, obviously, the big the big thing for me, because I, I always go back to, and I've said this on, on this show a couple times, other interviews, it's like, hey, when I got the call, I was sitting actually right in there in that chair when I got the call, hey, in basically seven days, you're going to be touching down in Las Vegas, put your team together, you're coaching against Connor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't wait. I want to beat Connor at this. I want to look better than mm-hmm. him on TV. I want to look like a better coach than him. I want to I want to do this. I want to do that. It was all about beating Connor. And then I met my guys and realized, wait a second, this isn't about beating Connor at all. I want this guy to win. I want this guy to win. I love these dudes. I love, I love these dudes' stories. I love that they are coming back from, you know, basically the virtual certainty that their career will never take off. They are quote unquote losers and quote unquote failures and quote unquote cut from the UFC. All these things that as athletes, as even a guy like you who was kind of a, you would consider yourself a late bloomer, right? Like, did you ever, you know, maybe think like seven years ago, you're like, maybe I'll, Never going to get that as big as I thought I was going no, to. Yeah, right? you don't think. I always say you make it at 20 or people make it at 20 or 40 and no one makes it in the middle okay, for yeah. our age. But it's usually that you either get it very early or you have to go grind it out for the right. whole time. And then it's just a matter of who can last. Yeah. And you watch people quit. And right. then, but yeah, but you don't, you, you just, you find little check marks. Uh, I, I was that. doing, performing on cruise ships. And I was like, because I was clean. And I was like, there was a check mark in my career where I go, all right, worst case. I can now probably do this and, you know, I have to just do cruise ships, but I'll make a living and be able to do comedy for real. And like mm-hmm. you find those little things that you kind of go like, I'm sure like uh, Kurt did where he goes, I got two gyms. We live in this small, I got 20 acres. I got land. I got kids. You know what? I you like, and you can, it gives you the freedom to mm-hmm. then go like, Hey, you can do this show. And it's like, yeah, I'll go do it. Cause he still wants this and he still knows he can do it, but it's, you have check marks that you go, 
uh, yeah, you're like you said, like your exit strategy. Yeah. Like they know, like even if he goes and becomes a star, it's going to be two years. <laughs> like he's yeah. 36 years old. Yeah, like it can't be long, even mm-hmm. if he goes. So it's it it truly is like basically he's going to knows he's retiring after. I, this. Yeah, I love that, and th- and that's kind of that's why I loved having the veterans too. You know, because I I mean I've been. I've been that guy, you know, I lost three fights in a row. You know, mm-hmm. There was a lot of people who thought, you know, Hey, remember Michael Chandler guy? We thought he was going to be one of the best in the world. And he's actually not that good anymore. He lost three fights in a row. And like you said, you know, mixed martial arts could be that way. Actually, any industry makes a lot of sense. Either you make it real quick or as long as you can, long as you can withstand the test of time, as long as you can keep on, you know, keeping on. Your industry does not want you to make it. Yeah. <laughs> the industry, whatever industry you're in, they're not rooting for you to yeah. make it. They want you to fall off. You have to. So you have to grind yeah. it out. The problem in mixed martial arts is obviously we're taking damage, you yeah. know, to the brain to the head to the body you know mm. all these different injuries so you know a lot of these guys like a, a guy like kurt if he hasn't made it by now you know this is these could this is their their last chance right so yeah. it was that's why that this sport is so awesome that's why this this show is so awesome um and that's why i resonated so well with these guys yeah you know, like so well with these veterans is and what i was saying earlier about you and connor mm. like in, in a street fight i meant like for real if y'all say no one breaks that fight up, say you and him see each other out and no one breaks the fight up and y'all just straight up get into like a bar fight, mm-hmm. is would it that fight look like the fight we would see or is a street fight just so different? Dude, that's actually a really great question. Uh, yeah, nobody's there. It's it's the apex yeah. by ourselves. Maybe not. No, I'm talking about apex. In I'm talking bar. about y'all just out. Like, like say like, you know, right there, it looks like you, what are you going to fight right now? (laughs) Say, or there, they let you fight or something. I I feel an apex. I want you out on the street. So you're out. If you guys really fought each other, you cross paths on the street and everybody made a circle and just said, no, let them handle it. And y'all just really fought. You think it would go into like. It, yeah, I mean, kind of be like one of these numbers where you're kind of circling each other. Yeah, like because like y'all are just so, so good, <laughs> I guess. That makes a lot of, I, that's actually a really great question. I think, I think it looks different. I think it's more, it's more barbaric because it's, it's not a sport. It's like a, it's a yeah. fight at that point. Yeah. So then you're going to be, yeah, that's what I mean. Like that could be, that's why you, when you wonder, like there could be a different, like that's where like Nate Diaz is like, he could be number one or Nick <laughs> Diaz. You're like, yeah, dude, no, you don't want to like, he's going to start grabbing stuff. You got to drill over there. Like, you go, There's going to be a lot of problems. So it's like, who's willing to grab the most yeah, stuff. Exactly. Who's, who's willing to go there. Who's yeah. willing to take it to the next level. There's always, there's always that dude that you grew up with. You're like, okay, we were having fun. And then Bobby, just, he always escalates. Yeah. He always, goes to the next level well kimbo always, kimbo slice was like that where he uh kimbo would would he would do those fights in that oh, yeah. thing and then when he got into like professional fight which was uh i saw him one in, once at the airport he was very nice i just said hi to him mm-hmm. and i was like and he was like hey very nice uh but like kimbo was like such a great it was so great to see that because he's this fighter like you know that can beat up anybody in the street basically doing these backyard fights and blah blah whatever and then he goes to the UFC against a train you're like and you could really see the difference Mm -hmm. I think I think it helped and I mean it it helped the sport in a way because it showed you 
oh, like these dudes are much better. You, you, someone, there was a joke, there's the joke that someone either did or something saying like in the Olympics, they might've been a me. I don't know what it was. In the Olympics, you should have one regular dude, like in the 100 <laughs> yeah. meters, you're like, let a regular guy run just so too. People had a point, point of reference. Yeah. That's just so actually, you go yeah, like, really oh, <clears throat> oh, they're so much yeah. faster. Or like, or the, or the slowest person at the Olympics can't get made fun of for being the yeah. slowest person there. You're like, but they're still. 10 times faster than I even mean, even your high school, you know, your high school friend who thought it was the fastest yeah, at your high school. Dude. Right? It's another, it's, yeah, the level that it's at. I mean, you, you, you golf now, so you can see, mm. uh, when you play with someone that's very good, like that's a pro, they're just, they never, it goes straight every time. It's crazy. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to sometimes wrap your head around what's really happening. It is. Yeah, which yeah, which was very interesting when Kimbo made the transition, obviously over, um, and yeah, like you said, if, if me and Connor fought, does it look like a, does it look like someone was there and said go, and we kind of did the thing and kind of circled around a little bit, mm. or is it, or, and he's you know he's wearing clothes. Do I just go straight up and grab his shirt and start you know start that's soccer, what I would imagine. soccer bo- robots? Yeah. You know? and is there a bar table somewhere? Is there a yeah? You know, is there a cage? Is he's there probably a curb? got don't, he's don't probably got too much curb. stuff on, and you that, don't. That was the one thing I, when you said that I was like, hey, I'm wearing a tank top and I'm wearing some nice like some nice like Grayson joggers yeah. or something, and, uh, and I had some decently athletic shoes on, and he had like dress shoes on. He's wearing a tight tight suit. I'm yeah. Like, he was definitely more impeded. That's why he was taking his coat off, you know? Yeah. Um, he has a, he had a lot to take off. Yeah. He, he, had, he be, had a three piece suit on. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a lot to yeah. like, you know, he's like, give me a second. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. And, one more. <laughs> you're like, well, that's not the bar fight. I don't, I wouldn't give you a second. Yeah. I would, I would just run at you. Grab that tie. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, you know how like after a fight, uh, like that, when, when, uh, Khabib and McGregor fought and then Khabib fought everybody else, all, yeah. you know, uh, is that looked at as like, that's insane that you're like, this dude's energy is all spent. And then he just goes and starts another that fight. That was, yeah, that was, yeah. The last thing I want to do after a fight is be like, okay, who can I fight in the crowd? Yeah. You know, that's even yeah. more because that actually, that's the one thing different about street fights, uh, you know, bar fights, whatever it may be. That's, it's such a, that's a, that is very chaotic because it's not the sport. And I don't want to downplay the sport but when you're in the confines of competition you can turn your you can turn your brain into it doesn't have to be fight or flight mode mm-hmm. right you can be you can be more methodical and be in the sport and i think that's why a lot of people like to watch me fight because i don't seem like i have that governor if you will like i no, just kind of go go fast. go yeah you know but but even once you leave the sport the sport fight of mixed martial arts. And if you jump over the cage and got into a street fight brawl, your, your, uh, heart rate would definitely go to a thousand, you know, because yeah. it's a different type of atmosphere that you're not trained. Your in. fights are very, you're very, you're very fun. <laughs> so it, like, that's what, and what is as, as a, as a viewer, just, to, I know when I watch one of your fights, it's going to be an awesome mm-hmm. fight versus I like Khabib's fights. I, I, I appreciated more on the ground. It's funny on this show. It's like, it seems like they go to the ground a lot more than I feel like UFC. Now UFC feels very strikey now yeah. and people are not really on the ground as much, mm-hmm. but it feels Am I wrong? Are they all going to the ground more well, here? My guys, I I knew my my easiest path to victory for us to win was to win the, win the first two rounds, get our hand raised, right? Especially in these first eight fights when we're fighting Connor's guys. Yeah. 
And the fight is won or lost whenever you're going to be judged on two rounds by those first 10 minutes, obviously. So whoever has the cage control more, whoever mm -hmm. has top position more, whoever shows the dominant position is going to most likely win each round. So we worked and you can see Connor's training. Um, he's doing a lot of striking stuff. He brought Stephen one boy Thompson in episode or two ago, which is, he's a great, he's world-class. One of the best in the world and probably the hardest guy to fight ever because he's got that crazy uh, karate striking. But for me, I knew I wanted my guys to win off of the cage, both offense and defense. And I wanted to win the grappling exchanges, both offense and defense. And if we could do that for the majority of each round, the first two rounds, we were going to win the fight. So mm. my guys were very grappling heavy, you know, yeah. and there was even guys on my team that were like, Hey, you know, can we get some more striking? And we did, we did, we made sure they got their mitts, made sure they got a little bit of play sparring. Like we said, we didn't do hard sparring. didn't want my guys to get hurt, but it was a lot of drilling back and forth. And it was a lot of grappling, a lot of cage grappling. Cause I wanted to win the first 10 minutes. You win the first 10 minutes, you win this fight. Yeah. Is, is it, uh, is, is, is the sport going to more strut? Like it's like, cause that's just more fun to watch. Like people don't appreciate yeah. on the ground. That's, I mean, I like, I liked on the ground. Like, uh, it was like seeing Khabib, like once I like, once you get in the sport and you realize like what's happening, yep. you're like, Oh, this is pretty awesome. Like I really enjoyed watching this Lee and Kurt and I could see now if you're sitting in the nosebleed, you're like, this is the worst. You're like, I need to see some action. Yeah. yeah. You, but you realize there's the most action going. Yeah. And then it's just like that one. And then the slip up at the end is that's insane, dude. Like if you were, cause you could just be, I'd imagine if you're there in the crowd watching that fight for real, like you're like, all right, dude, I'm gonna go get something to drink. There's a minute left. This fight's over. Mm -hmm. And you would, it would be hard to explain what happened Yeah. to the person when they came back. They're like, they're what? Like, he choked them? What? Well, how do you do that? Yeah. Why would he even let him up? You know, like why would he like all that stuff? Uh, but I've, I'd imagine it's striking is the yeah. It's it's more fun to watch. It's more. Mm -hmm. It's obviously more encouraged by the UFC. It's it's more. I mean, you're never gonna see. You know, you got to remember too. These guys don't have a lot of money. If you're just mm -hmm. signed with the UFC, you're fighting for you know ten and ten or whatever it might be. You want you get that fifty thousand dollar bonus. Heck, you're you got, you got a nice little paycheck, right? Yeah. You're not gonna get the fifty thousand dollar bonus grappling. You're going to yeah. get the $50,000 bonus with a slug fest, with a crazy knockout, yeah. maybe with some kind of really cool submission if it happens a really spectacular way. But nine times out of 10, it's going to be a striking battle. Yeah. So the, it's encouraged by the UFC. It's encouraged by the bonuses. It's encouraged by the fans. The, the, the loudest pops in the crowd are the, the guys who are, you know, slugging it out. And then, you know, ultimately, too, the... The thing that Khabib did really well was he did strike really well on the ground. Too. Yeah, you know he would he would hold like you said that figure four hold yeah, the guy's and then, leg and just yeah. just beat the tar out of him and talk to him while he was doing it. So yeah. even for the person who didn't like grappling as much, he was still fun to watch. Even though people made fun of him for just holding people down, but I'm like, dude, there's a lot of stuff going on there. He is breaking that I mean, person's the fact will. He's holding is <laughs> and a big part of this is like y'all putting your whole weight, like you know how to put all your weight on yeah. someone. So like if someone, you know, when if someone's on your back or if you're you let them on your back, like the person below you, they're just holding. You like make sure they hold yeah. all your weight. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You're making, you're putting the leverage, you're squeezing, putting the yeah. leverage in on them, hit, putting your hips on them, putting your entire body weight. If you can, you know, if you're, if you're holding yourself up with your hand, that means you're taking off however much this weighs yeah. off of them. So you want to kind of be for lack of a better term, like a wet blanket. You just want to lay on top of them, let them care. If they're getting up, it's because they're lifting up your entire body weight, not just 
three quarters. When of you it prepare for a it. fight, is it so? How much does it matter? Like, uh, if you get added like on a ten day notice, or you get mm. you get like that kind of thing. Like when you're ready to fight, like does that is that just the biggest deal in the world to be like, dude, I was prepared to fight? Because it's like I think that like the preparation for who you're fighting. So if you know. You're fighting Khabib or you're fighting Connor. Well, you're like, all right, Khabib's going to want to try to take me down and blah, blah, blah. And so that's, you're thinking that. And then that last minute, like, now you're fighting Connor. So now you're like, all right, this dude doesn't want to go down. And and it's like yeah. just very hard to. I think it depends. I, I think it could go one of two ways and either could be really good. There's, there's times where, yeah, it's almost better for the guy who would get taking who would take the fight on short notice than the guy who gets their opponent switched on short notice uh, because you know me if I'm training for Connor for 6 weeks and all of a sudden with a week or 10 days left I'm going to go fight a guy who's completely different than Connor I'm like shoot that's tough because now I'm now I am the guy who's in training camp yeah. you know the other guy gets a gets a free pass because he kind of takes the fight on short notice it happened with uh Diaz versus Connor the first time, switch yeah. it up on 10 days notice. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, well, even if Diaz loses, whatever, he took it on 10 days notice. So the onus is on the guy who's been in camp too. But the big part too is, hey, I've been watching film on this, a striker. I've been training in, in my gym with the strikers. Now all of a sudden it gets switched to a grappling guy or vice versa. It's tough from a, from a, I guess the preparation standpoint, yeah. plus the mental standpoint of, okay, this guy kind of gets a free pass if he comes in on short notice and loses. Nobody really holds it against them, but they're going to hold it against me. And how much, yeah. And how much training is like when you, when these guys are going to fight, like, so when Kurt's going to fight Lee, like when they're training, how much is it specific to Lee versus well, just not like also just trying to be in shape for a fight? Yeah. These guys specifically, there wasn't much we could do to get them in shape because yeah. it was a very short amount of time. But when these, when these fights happened, it was 12 days into the show, you uh -huh. know? So, um, and I think we picked, we picked the fighters pick the matchups four, three, three days into the show, two days into the show, something like that. So we had about 10 days where we knew who the fight, who they, who he was going to fight. And then the problem with Lee Hammond was there was no footage of Lee. We knew yeah. it was five and oh, we knew he was Connor's guy, you know, who knows, maybe it was some kind of conspiracy where they, you know, the, all of his stuff got taken off, you know, Connor, Connor, oh, really? <laughs> no. yeah. but yeah. there was, but there was no, no footage, footage of him. Right. Yeah. There's a conspiracy theory out there that Connor, yeah. you know, Got, got Connor it. had it all taken down, but he only had five fights. Yeah, it's, exactly. So, so it's probably not. But yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. There, there was nothing. I'm like, hey, and Kurt, Kurt, you're like, well, we got a movie about you, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kurt's got he's got 150 fights. Yeah, you got 150 yeah. fights. Yeah. 36. You were in the UFC <laughs> twice. Yeah, you got a bunch of fights on YouTube. Everybody you got, knows, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. dang near we, 30 fights. Yeah. We don't have the time to even get all your stuff taken yeah. down. <laughs> you got too much stuff up exactly. there. Yeah, we got people in the back scrubbing it, trying yeah. to scrub it off the internet, but it's gonna take a couple weeks. However, Lee, your opponent. There's nothing out there. He's nothing. tall, uh, and he fights at SBG. Good luck, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's pretty much how it was preparing for Lee yeah. against Kurt. <laughs> but it was hilarious. Um, did we have Did we have one more clip we wanted to pull up? Uh, we can. I've got. Actually, I think that's about it. Okay, cool. I did, didn't know. So with the all right, uh, you know, with the, but I'm sure you've talked about the Connor thing in y'all's fight. Yeah. Every, I'm sure you still talk about it every. But it's like truly, you just have no idea. Like you're just kind of like, all right, like when it fight when we're fighting, or if you do, or if you don't. No, we're yeah, you... we're definitely fighting. You know, all oh. all signs point toward us yeah. fighting. We're fighting. Yeah, uh, we've been in contact with the UFC. They've okay. been in contact with us. We're fighting. And so the funny thing is, yeah, I mean, things with a fight of this magnitude. 
obviously it's Connor and it's not just Connor, it's Connor's comeback. There's yeah. a lot of people who were like, Hey, Connor's never, never coming back. He sold it. He broke his leg, sold his whiskey. He was in a you know roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and you know, he's partying or he's doing all, they have all these different theories about feel, why he's, he's not jacked. And he's yeah. big, why he's not fighting. He's not yeah. in side of testing, but there's all these different things. So everybody says, okay, the deck is stacked against him actually coming back. And then it's not just Connor coming back. It's the comeback of the broken leg and all these different things. Yeah. Plus, obviously I'm a guy that if the U if the UFC had it their way, they would have me fight three times a year because I'm that guy who puts butts in seats. So it's a big fight. And obviously you got the ultimate fighter that's going every single week. So people say, well, if I don't have an answer now, well, the fight must not just be happening, you know? So yeah. everybody's kind of just, they think the fight's not happening or Connor's going to fight somebody else or I'm going to fight somewhere else. There's all these different conspiracy theories going on and I get it. With a fight this big, people want answers and they want them now, but we're fighting. We just don't know when. Yeah. You know? Is it that, is that USADA stuff? That, is that a big deal? Like, so when you're like, cause you get little, you know, bleacher report or yeah. it's like notifications and it'll say like he hasn't tested it. But then I never know if you're like, what well, does that even matter? Like, or is it, but, it's, but I, then I saw your post. So I was like, oh, right. well, it matters because, you know, obviously I'm in it because I'm, I've been in USADA since I, you know, signed with the UFC three years ago. He is no longer in USADA because he technically retired with his, you know, injury. Uh -huh. And then he knew he was going to come back and he would just reinstate himself. He just yeah. has since has not reinstated himself yet, which makes a, a lot of people, other people say, well, he's obviously not coming back if he's not in USADA, but it only takes six months. And that's supposedly how long it's supposed to be. There's been exemptions before. Who knows what's going to happen? It's not my place to say, hey, he's going to get an exemption. He's not going to get an exemption. To me, we're fighting. Maybe it's not by the end of the year like we thought it was going to be, but it's definitely going to be. We're both chomping at the bit to get out there uh, and fight each other. I think especially after this episode comes out and people are like, okay, maybe these guys uh, would make some magic inside the cage. You know? Oh, I think you would absolutely make magic. It's, it's, I think you would absolutely make magic in the cage. And it's, I guess it's the, you wonder if he, like I, I, the fear that everybody has, what does he want to do it? Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, and that's tough on you. Cause it's like, you got to sit there and be like, you know, you're like, dude, I could be fighting. Like I could be, you know, the longer the wait is, is like, you know, you're ready to go. Yeah. This is the fight I've wanted though. Yeah. You know, obviously calling yeah. him out. Yeah. Um, obviously he has said numerous times on the show, you know, in other me in other media, other interviews, like this is the this is the fight that is happening. You know, this yeah. is the fight that he is training yeah. toward. This is the fight that I'm training toward. And all the rest of the stuff is just noise. And uh, you know, it's it, in life, especially in life and social media, and then everybody's a journalist these days. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, you you brought up Bleacher Report or yeah. MMA Junkie. Those are legitimate mixed martial arts uh media companies. Yeah. However, there's Joe from his mom's basement, you know, oh, yeah. you know, wherever be like, Hey, uh, I heard that uh, Connor's fighting uh, Jake Paul and it's happening. And, or, you know, all of a sudden it, a rumor swirls. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, Oh, this I is read, happening. I read those two. You do. You gotta, you gotta read those. You yeah. know, you gotta, you gotta see what you everybody, gotta, yeah. yeah gotta, I like what everybody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. like, Even if the one only gets one retweet and one yeah, like, you're like, boring. This has yeah. gotta, yeah, this one's gotta be, this one's gotta be legit. Yeah. It's got two likes on it. It's good. You're like, this other one's like, Connor joined the military. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta go to the ones that are crazy just to have a little fun. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's obviously, man, it was, uh, it was good to, to talk about this. I'm glad you were on this episode because that was, uh, dude, was I loved it, man. As a and <laughs> it was, uh, such a great fight. 
like just yeah. to be that's I never in a million years would have imagined and you can see it just in the way it all the way you handled it at the end and the way it, it, it really was uh, a, a great great fight yeah and there's you know y'all bringing a lot of people to the show I not, I know this show's been going for 31 seasons and uh, I've heard of it I've honestly never really watched it I just don't I don't know why and I've I mean it's been later but I mean you and uh, Connor being on this thing is a, is this a big thing like because i i it makes me like i realize like i want to watch the show because i want to because you see all these other names on these cards and you're like i don't know who everybody is i only yeah. know kind of the bigger names and and then this makes it where you're like all right i'm gonna go watch and like see eventually some of these guys are gonna be like oh that guy was mm -hmm. oh, i remember that guy and then you get then you get some to root for and stuff like that yeah so it's a it's a such a positive thing for the uh obviously obviously you know Dana knows what he's doing y'all know but but it's like it, it's it's really a great thing it's a cool yeah it, it, i mean obviously and that's what i told these guys too from the very get-go there was no better platform you ever could have asked for 12 hours on espn the entire song oh yeah you know, like it's you know it's it's and you don't know how it's going to get cut how much you're going to be in the show how much you're not going to be in the show but you get your episode no matter what yeah you know my six guys thus far have gotten their episodes they've gotten their wins yeah. you know and it was uh Team Chandler's doing doing all right. Team Chandler's doing, Team doing wow. Right. I mean, so, yeah. What the only uh, when you, you know the Bellator and UFC thing? What's like that? Like Bellator, I don't know. Uh, I, I I know I know they had that one. They had one guy I thought that was like uh, one of the greatest ever. Uh, mm, Pitbull. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one yeah. of the pit bulls. I remember Ben Askren came over. Ben Askren came over. And but I remember just hearing about Rogan talk about Ben Askren, how he was like this the high, high level. And mm -hmm. it made me I I was like, oh wow, this will be awesome. And then there was what's the guy's name? There's a guy that I thought Dana tried to get him to come over and fight at the end. He might have retired. He's been around Eddie forever. Alvarez? No, no. I think he's in I thought he's in Bellator. He fights in uh, I think he fights oh, in Bellator. Ryan uh, Bader? No, no, I don't know. Because Ryan like, Bader went, did the opposite. He yeah. was in the UFC for a long time. Went yeah. to Bellator. I mean, this dude's only been in Bellator. He's never, I don't think, ever been Fide it's or be, Fide or Yeah, Fred, yeah, Pat Patricio yeah. Pitbull, yeah. Yeah. And that and that's the thing, too. I was in that position where I was the you know, multiple-time champion and yeah. had my life set. I could stay in Bellator the rest yeah. of my career if I wanted to. I just knew I had I had to come over, you know. Yeah. And, and people ask, what's the difference? I mean, essentially, it's it's the exact same thing. It's a fight organization. You fight. You work your way up, try to win the title, try to stay, stay on, stay winning the title. The UFC is just so much bigger from a yeah. media standpoint, from a notoriety standpoint, from a people being interested standpoint. I mean, that's the UFC is the longest standing, biggest mixed martial arts promotion on the planet. And they mm -hmm. will be that for ever. You mm -hmm. know, there's nobody that's ever going to come in and, and compete, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, also there was like a live golf type of situation, you know. <laughs> yeah, but they're well, not going to think about that. They'd have to buy. They'd have to buy them out. Like, but even then, are those guys under contract with the PGA, or, or are uh, they just playing? In I the don't PGA? think so. See, that's the problem. Were they playing the majors? Yeah, like you talk about the live guys. Well, yeah, but they don't have a. They're not the guys who were in the PGA didn't have to wait for their PGA contract to end in order to then go over to live. I I know I don't think you have a contract PGA. I think okay. it's uh like a. Per play, like you make the cut, you make money. I mean, you're in the standings, so you have to be in certain standings to get into every event or whatever, and you pick your events. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. You you have a PGA card, 
So like once you get it, you have it for two years or three okay. years, whatever it is. And I think you got to, I've what I always heard was like a rough, you got to make a million dollars a year roughly to in, stay in, to stay in. So you keep it going. And then if you lose it, where Ricky Fowler, who just won, uh, I think was on the edge of losing his card or something. So he got, he dropped down. I mean, very, very far and really you know, cause he was at the top and then, uh, and now he's obviously worked his way back up. And, yeah. uh, so it's that same kind of, but the, yeah, so, but those guys were coming in offering crazy amounts of money. So guys were like, well, money talks, but the thing about yeah. mixed martial arts, cause I've had people say, Hey, you ever think there'd be a live kind of situation? No, because all of us are under contract and all of us are happy with the money that we're making in the UFC. Most, most of the top guys, yeah. right. You know? Um, and it would just be, it's they're two completely different sports, you know, yeah. when it comes to promotion and how big the sports are and who cares the most and who who do they care about when it comes to UFC, Bellator, these other Well, you're seeing what happens with boxing. Yeah. Boxing's too spread out, too mm -hmm. many belts, too many all this stuff. You just for a sport to uh work is you kind of really need it to be like the viewer needs to go I I go there to watch that. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean a a, a massive fan that loves the art of it will watch every, you know, I'm, I got my buddy, Mike Vecchio and he's a big boxing fan. He'll watch fights on whatever. I'll go see Canelo fight. Like, mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Or Ryan Garcia or like, uh, you know, like if it's going to be someone, I'm like, Oh yeah, I think I heard of that guy. And then I'll go watch <laughs> those guys. But UFC is it's, uh, yeah, everybody needs to be in one. If yeah. it gets spread out, it's not good. That's and that's what live and PJ. That was, they get, it gets spread out. It's not great. You got, you know, half of a group over here and then half's over here. Yeah. And that's, that's how mixed martial arts has been. If, unless you are a, a diehard fan, everybody, you know, if you say, Hey, we're having the fights, if you said, mm -hmm. Hey, this weekend, I'm having the fights on this weekend. Everybody said, well, it's gotta be the UFC fights. No, yeah. you're not having the Bellator fights on or one championship. That's, that's what I would say would be in a nutshell, the difference. It's, yeah. You know, UFC, I started following some of the, uh, B uh, Ryan, the, uh, Oh yeah. The BJJ, like yeah. the grappling stuff. Yeah. yeah. That Ryan Gordon guy Ryan and, those and guys. then the, uh, another guy. Yeah. Uh, Which is on UFC fight pass. Yeah. You know, so you get on your UFC fight pass and a yeah. lot of those are being basically a, a platform that UFC has is streaming the grappling stuff. Some of the, there was a little bit of wrestling stuff on that was on like amateur wrestling stuff. So could those guys ever fight? Like, or is it just the striking is they, no, they definitely could. But the funny yeah. thing is I've heard, you know, directly from guys like that who, you know, like a Gordon Iron, who's, yeah, Gordon, who's Iron. He's, Gordon, yeah, he's making a ton of money in yeah. BJJ and it would only tarnish who he was if he yeah. came over yeah. to MMA and didn't do that well. Just be the be the best in your thing instead of trying to, once again, like you said, spread yourself out. Oh, yeah. Just be be the best at what you do. Be the best at what you do. I, that's my whole advice with, like, <clears throat> I, I do with stand-up is, like, if you can be the greatest or the greatest or the best at what you do, then you can do everything else because those options come. Because mm -hmm. they're, they're like, well, I want you. And you're there on your own terms because you're this thing. Heck yeah. And uh, so that's what I've always done. But, yeah, I've seen that gordon ryan a lot more and like uh all that that bjj stuff which is fun BJJ. to watch and uh yeah dude's choking that's each other not out. ufc dude's choking that each is. other out just like kurt hollaball shout out to yeah. kurt hollaball hail mary hollaball <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, was, that was the real deal dude <laughs> yeah well i think that's a good place to wrap it up thank you so much man it's yeah. uh it's been cool to talk about mixed martial arts with you and then obviously do the show now and then we got six more 
got six more episodes. We'll see how uh, Team Chandler does the rest of the the show. But right now, Team Chandler is six and oh. I'd be sitting. I feel good. You're feeling pretty good. So. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> Nate Bargatze, yeah. the man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And you guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. This is the Tough 31 Reaction Show brought to you by CarShield. And as always, God bless. We'll see you at the top. Thank you.